0: Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is December 30th. Uh, it's Wednesday. Day after Purdue traveled to New Brunswick to take on the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. The 14th ranked. I think they've moved down in the, in the uh, polls just before, but uh, 14th ranked Rutgers-Purdue playing on the road at the rack. They unfortunately took the loss, but I was thinking of this at the end of the game last night, right? It didn't To me, right, yes, we lost, but afterwards, I just didn't have the feeling as though we lost, right? It just felt very different, because apart from really our three-point shooting percentage, we looked better than them. We really did, and we, I I don't know how to describe it. It's like, we lost, but at the same time, if there's a good loss, that's what it felt like, I guess? I I don't know, give me your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was when we all saw the the beginning of the game and we saw that that Harper wasn't there. We were like, "Oh, like mm-hmm. you know, this is kind of a wounded Rutgers team, yeah. missing definitely their best player. Like this is a chance to you know steal one of those wins from a ranked opponent. Like yeah, and, and like, I think we we made a pretty good meal of it right again aside of the the three point percentage shooting us in the foot and and shooting that poorly and still making it a five point game i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of positives to come out of that yeah. again out rebounded them turnovers weren't awful fouls weren't awful no and
0: and Not i was the worst s- game aside of that no and and again it's it's one of these games that down the road you're going to want purdue to win right they did they came back from that 15 point deficit right around halftime right they looked great coming out of halftime, and then they started to get a little cold towards the end of the game, right? And and Rutgers just kept hitting shots, but you thought, you know, maybe again because Ron Harper was was out, right? He's their second best player, without question. They had Jacob Young was a little banged up from the previous game. Geo Baker wasn't necessarily a hundred percent yet. They were missing their big man. Omar Om, I'm gonna butcher his name. uni I'm but, I butchered that, but. They, they, You know, they were they were banged up enough that you thought, you know, Purdue might be able to steal one here on the road, right? And you're playing at the rack with no fans. That definitely is, is you know, a big break. Uh, I'd say the biggest storyline from this game, I feel like you can't critique Purdue too much in this game. You just have to say more about Rutgers mm-hmm. just shot better, right? And a lot of yeah. those, like Rutgers shot 52% from three, right? 11 to 21, which That's is just, which is outlandish, right? uh a lot of that came from montez mathis was five of five from three right i mean he was just everything he was throwing up was going in all game but you have to look at from Purdue's perspective right no team is going to shoot like that you're like you're going to have one or two fluky games where a team shoots like that all season right yeah you the purdue struggled right guarding the three last night there were a lot of open threes but even still a team's not going to shoot 52% from 3, right? on a regular no. basis. So you have that to look at. And like yes, Purdue did not shoot very well, but it's it was again, like I was saying, during the game, you I, I knew we weren't shooting very well, but it still to me seemed like it was, a, it was a percentage I could live with, right? Because they were good shots, right? For the most part, Purdue wasn't forcing up threes, right? They were, like, the right shots to be taking. And again, yeah. Purdue's not going to shoot that poorly from three going forward. So it's, like, one of those feelings where, yes, we lost, but I was actually really happy with the product that was put out on the floor. Yeah.
1: And I think it's, it's the kind of cases... Obviously, we're discounting the the, the couple of players that that Rutgers had out, but with those players that Rutgers put out and those players that Purdue put out, mm-hmm. analytically, if, if you let's say you could you know go into two K and simulate that game <laughs> yeah. hundred times, I think Purdue wins more than fifty. Well, I mean, right? if you
0: look just purely at the bench itself, right? Rutgers used almost exclusively their starting five, right? They had. Yep four starters above thirty minutes or thirty or more minutes played, right? And the other guy was twenty-eight. Yeah, and their their bench combined for eight points, whereas Purdue's bench combined for twenty-eight, right? So Purdue got a lot more out of the bench. And the thing is Purdue got stuff out of their bench from their young guys. Isaiah Thompson tied his career hiring points with 17. He he is the single reason that Purdue was in that game at to begin with. He was the only one that shot well at the end of the first half that that tied it back up. And in the second half, he got plenty of minutes because he was so hot in the first half. I mean, 7 of 8 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3. And it was it was honestly nice to see because Isaiah Thompson was one of the guys that we've talked about having his minutes go down. And he's showing that like he is still a very valuable spark off that bench, and he is instant offense, right? Especially when yeah, we I needed mean, it.
1: I'm okay with having those three guards on the bench and, and Painter just going with the hot hand, right? Yes. I mean, sometimes that's what you just got to do
0: right and and ivy also i mean he didn't shoot the best right he over over for four from three but he made some great hustle plays and and he also offered just like a little bit of athleticism uh that we needed on that on that comeback you know to be able to finish at the rim which we desperately needed so he, i mean he had eight points another solid game off the bench and then you have to look at the starters right i feel like this is the first game from a viewer standpoint, right? Well, you look at Travion Williams and you said, that is what we expected, right? At the beginning of the season. A very, very pedestrian 21 and 12 on 10 of 12 shooting, right? So that's the efficiency you want from him, right? He knocked down his only free throw. And if you, I mean, if you watched the game, they you didn't sh- have an answer for him. Yeah, no, they really didn't. He was getting whatever he wanted down low. And he just looked so comfortable, right? And the guy that was guarding him was way was much bigger, Miles Johnson, much yeah, bigger defender, and he played and, around with him. Actually, yeah. And there were a couple of really nice finishes that Trayvon had. So, I mean, I would love for the, for more of that from Trayvon. If you get twenty one and twelve from Travion in twenty nine minutes every night, sign me up. Sign yeah me up.
1: Yeah, and I think that it's also, it's the kind of shots that you want. Trayvon taking right. I mean, he's not the greatest like out at the elbow or or beyond that. You want him those those beefing dudes in the paint and putting the ball the quick hook shots right, like the quick
0: jump hooks right. Those are his specialty right. He's got such good touch, especially off of the offensive board right, and he's faster than a lot of the big guys. So he goes up way faster than they're expecting, and it works right. Even though he's undersized, it works because of that. Now I'd say out of the starting five, the two kind of less than ideal uh, spots. Would probably be Eric Hunter and Brandon Newman. I mean, they didn't shoot very well. Brandon Newman was very quiet, and especially in the second half, I think because they were going with a more Isaiah Thompson, Jaden Ivey lineup. Um, again, with Gillis I, as well. Gillis, but Gillis did another stuff. Un, yeah, yeah. D- Gillis did enough aside from scoring that I'll look past the zero for three front from the field, right? And, and again, Gillis was in there. I mean every play grabbing boards and playing defense. So you love to see that. And on, frankly, he probably was the only consistent defensive presence last night. Purdue's, Purdue's defense, especially down the stretch really fell apart. Again, as I mentioned from three, um, they kept leaving guys open, which uh, eventually was their undoing, right? They, they kept it close, but then at the end, they Rutgers hit just enough threes that, that it was, it was out of reach. But Brendan Newman, did not shoot very well. Again, he didn't play too much towards the end of the game because of the line, you know, going with the hot hand. Eric Hunter, again, didn't shoot great, but he still hit one or two shots right to keep us in the game late, which is kind of becoming a habit almost of his. It sounded like you were going to say something.
1: Yeah, I think that the thing is, if Eric Hunter is your your lead guard, right, mm-hmm. even if he's not getting the points, right? Because, okay, if you're not shooting well, you're not shooting well. Mm. I would have loved to see him just kind of kick that ball a little bit around. We knew it was a high tempo game, just kind of try and in other ways, just try and crank up the pace a little bit of the game and and put it more into like a a favorite tempo, especially when we were down, right? And Mm. and, and because he knew that he had maybe a guy down low who was really just killing everybody in front of him, Mm. just really try and maybe just force that pick and roll because, again, it's, if something's working, you can just do it over and over yeah. and over again until they can stop it, and they couldn't stop it. And the so. other thing
0: that I was was very curious to me is, was Purdue got Rutgers into deep foul trouble, right? Like, they had six or seven fouls with, with a pretty significant amount of time left in the second half, and I thought, oh, this is wonderful. And th- at the time, Purdue was leading, and I thought this is great because, you know, you can keep feeding Travian, you can keep driving to the basket, right? And chances exactly. are you're going to be sent to the line. But the... Purdue didn't necessarily stop feeding them, right? Like, Travion kept going throughout the game, but there just seemed to be a lot less fouls called on Rutgers. And I'm not saying there should have been, but I'm just saying it just, it was, it was like, we set ourselves up perfectly for something like that, and it just didn't happen. It's like, like, yeah. the analogy I, I could use is like, you know, the the weather person's building up all this hype for, you know, a big snowstorm, right? Everyone goes and buys salt, water, whatever they need, right? And then you ended up getting like, you know, just a dusting. <laughs> and it's like, well, I guess we can't really control that. You know, we expected it to happen. We did everything right to put us in the position. But, you know, unfortunately, it just didn't go our way. Yeah. Right. Which is a shame because I think that really would have helped Purdue ice that game. Um, there were some questionable calls at the end of the game, you know, as there always are in Big Ten games. So I'm not going to, you know, rest my entire case on that. But, you know, it is a factor.
1: Yeah, I think also it's it's almost it's almost a case of you wonder, you just wish, like, oh, maybe I could have had some of those threes back and just gone to the basket mm. a little bit, right? Yeah. It's like, especially if you see as... I understand the, like, shooter's mentality of you got to shoot yourself out of trouble, right? Which is fair, but sometimes it's like, well, maybe not just just not today, mm. right? Yeah. And, and when I see, like... 0 for 3s and 0 for 4s. Like, 2 for 5 I can take. With Eric Hunter, it was actually weird. The only field goal he was hitting was 3s. <laughs> yeah. He c- couldn't hit a layup, but he can hit 3s. Well, and so he hit like, a big I one under... late. I know, for a fact. Yeah, exactly. Keep it close. So, so... But it's the other guys. It's like, man, instead of trying for that, like, corner 3 or whatever 3 you're trying to take, maybe mm-hmm. just try and, and get it a little bit more inside because it's, it's just a field goal. Like, they could not defend anybody inside. Yeah. Well, If, if you take away those 3s from the field goal percentage inside like people were shooting well yeah and you look at you look
0: at a guy like miles johnson who has a habit of of fouling right he only had two fouls in the game and he fouled out in the previous game that they had so i mean he is he i just felt like there was a point where you could have recognized like you know worst that happens is i get fouled right and that's a good thing so would like to see a little bit more of that still i i one thing i would like to point out that might fly a little under the radar here is to sasha 14 4 and 2, right? He shot 2 of 5 from 3, but that honestly for Sasha is huge cuz we know how much he struggled last year and, you know, early this year shooting on the road. And I think for him to knock down a couple. And he had a he had 40% a,
1: is your floor. That's a good floor to yeah, have. Yeah.
0: And and the thing is he had a run kind of in the middle of the game where he actually was I mean, he was knocking down everything. So you love to see that from Sasha again it's uh, this this Purdue team is learning quickly right like just think about where they were two weeks ago right oh no comparison so this is is, this is much improved and Rutgers is a good team right I mean they're 14th for a reason they're solid they have very good guards right so I mean a loss to Rutgers is not the end of the world by any means this isn't Rutgers from three years ago this is not this is not the same thing now having said that the the whoever wins the Big Ten this year is gonna have six losses minimum. I mean, it, that's just the way it is.
1: I think at at least five or six is yeah pretty realistic so expectation.
0: There will be plenty of opportunities, uh, you know, down the road, especially against ranked teams, right? Purdue sits at seven and four, two and two in conference, right? They're still definitely, definitely, uh, you know.
1: And I think that the ranking committee isn't going to be punishing Big Ten teams as harshly for dropping games as they would. Oh, other yeah. teams especially mm-hmm. to other ranked big 10 teams mm-hmm. i mean you see there are zero and two teams in the big 10 that are for some reason still receiving oh yeah i not saying before, i agree with that either yeah but.
0: purdue before the Rutgers game when they were two and one in conference were receiving no votes for the top 25 yet there were teams in the big 10 that were zero and two in conference that were still receiving votes so i mean it's it's gonna be there's a lot's gonna change between now and the end of the season That i do, frankly not even concerned with rankings at this point no but Speaking think, of rankings, think- speaking of rankings, let's go ahead and get into the preview for the next game. Uh, oh yeah, Purdue
1: at Illinois, which is Let I think me-
0: the first of three
1: straight road games for Purdue. Let's start this off by saying I don't care what the rankings say. Illinois is a better team than Rutgers.
0: Illinois, I thought at the beginning of the season was the best team in the Big Ten. Just straight I up. I still
1: think they might be the best. Team I mean, again,
0: Ten. a lot will change between now and the end of the season. I think Michigan State will eventually be better, right? I mean, I know they're 0 and 3 in conference, but they will be better. Right, but Illinois—that's
1: your, your hill you're dying on. Like I, I, yeah, State I'm willing. I'm willing to stand by.
0: I mean, I just know. I just know Tom Izzo, right? Like I know a Tom Izzo coach team. Anyway, Purdue has three straight road games, right? And the one on Saturday, the next game against Illinois, who's ranked 15th right now. They just that that combo of Dasunmu and. Coburn is so deadly, and and you saw everybody Purdue fans saw last year. Coburn is just such an absolute mismatch for Purdue defensively, right? Because he's bigger than Travion, he's more athletic than Travion, and he's faster and stronger than and than Zach Eady, right? So he's just get a freak down low that gobbles everything up. So that that already is a concern of mine, despite how good Travion is, right? He can he only... might
1: be the best rebounder in. Like in the Big Ten, he's I think I think skill beast. wise,
0: Travion's a better rebounder. But when you have the physical attributes of Coburn, in addition yeah. to an above average rebounding ability, I'd give the edge to Coburn, right? And then a is is just a a really good guard, right? He's a great scorer and he's physically like a bigger guard, and he's efficient too. Yes, yeah, very efficient. He's he's honestly like kind of a throwback. Like his his mid range game is really good, but um. And then they have the freshman, uh, what's his name?
1: I think, oh, what's his name? Perbello?
0: No, his last name is Miller. Aaron Adam Miller? Miller? Adam Miller. Adam Yes, I knew it was an A. Adam Miller, he's really good, right? He's a great shooter. So, and, and Brad Underwood is a great coach, right? So they're going to be well-coached, as most teams in the Big Ten are. So that game, I mean, this is a huge game, right? I thought Purdue probably had a better chance of winning the Rutgers game. Uh, I agree, which I think makes the loss a little tougher, right? A little tougher pill to swallow, but the it'll be. I mean, it'll be interesting again. Another road game,
1: matchup with a highlight reel guard, right? That somebody's going to have to figure out how to deal with.
0: Well, I think the key, the Purdue will have to have a good shooting game this game, right? Because yes. you know that Illinois is probably going to have the advantage down low, right? They're probably going to dominate in the paint a
1: little bit, and they're going to put up points,
0: right? DeSunmu isn't the greatest defender so you know you think it's probably going to come down to the guards here again a second week in a row um so this game in particular will be crucial for a guy like brandon newman and a guy like eric hunter to really have a good game two guys that didn't necessarily against ruckers right both shooting but also just solid defense right
1: Uh, i mean you look at you look at this team's averages mm -hmm. right and it's I mean it's a it's an analytics nerd dream. They put up points. They put up points efficiently. They're over 50% from the field. They're over 70% from the line. Mm-hmm. They're well over 40% from 3. They they are a little bit turnover prone, which
0: is I right? w- I would actually like to quickly point out. So you brought up turnovers. Purdue not generating turnovers, which is they're not they're not really they're not they're not turning the ball over themselves, right? Nine and eight in the last two games, which in a Big Ten game is is, is perfectly fine, right? But they've only forced five turnovers the last two games, right? Which is a big yeah. concern because it, that I mean that'll You try be, to be having that every no game. yeah exactly you want Each game <laughs> you want to I mean those are free points right if you generate turnovers that's that's more points for your team and less for the other team so you would like more than five um, if you're Purdue. And and it's something that Matt Painter, is, it's been a staple of his teams is, is really good defense, right? You look at the last couple of years, there's always been one or two guys that just, that generate a lot of steals, right? You look at Carson Edwards, you look at Dakota Mathias, you look at Nogel, you know, you've had players just in the last couple of years that do that. And, you know, I, this, may, I'm not saying this is the perfect opportunity for that, because again, as we mentioned, Illinois is a very good team, especially their guards, but I'm just saying it would be nice to see, you know, maybe an uptick on the perimeter defense, especially. Yeah.
1: I mean, especially since Illinois, their one weakness statistically is that they give the ball up. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the interesting thing is we talk about how good of a rebounding team Purdue is and they are. Mm -hmm. Illinois is just a freakish rebounding team. Yeah. Averaging over well over 40 rebounds a night. And that probably that's has to just... do with the fact that they are averaging almost ninety points because yeah. all of those offensive rebounds that Cockburn and the rest of that team is pulling down is that's just free second chance buckets. they <laughs> there. That's that explains a lot of the field goal percentage. That explains a lot of their points, and that explains you know why they're such a good team, as they say, rebounds, re- well, rebounds and, yeah, into the rings, right?
0: Exactly, and one re- the rebounds they're getting also helps them keep that high field goal percentage, right? Because if you know they're getting so many looks down low. This is going to be a tough game. I, again, I feel less confident about this game just because I don't think Purdue matches up with Illinois well at all. Um,
1: I I would just like to see a good performance. Yes, again,
0: again, like the Rutgers game, right? If we lose, I can live with it. But I just want to see them put forth, you know, a solid effort, right? Like if we lose, but we but we shoot an improved percentage from three, right? Like, I can live That's with exactly
1: that. That's exactly it. Would, I would like to lose for a different reason than we lost against Rutgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would not like to lose for the same reason that we lose mm-hmm. against Rutgers. So if we shoot great, but defensively we're just a, we're like
0: just a not there trainer,
1: I'm okay with that. hmm if, if we have, like, because I don't want to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Yes. That's not yes. what you want to do because that, that creates a trend, and you don't want to have a trend of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because that's that becomes statistically significant and you don't want that. Again, I think statistically insignificant mistakes, it's okay, whatever. Again,
0: similar to last week, I think the key to this game though, is if Purdue can shoot well from three and just play yes. even just average defense. Even average defense in the perimeter, I think Purdue has a shot in this game. Because yes. I do think Purdue has enough guards that they can contend with, with Illinois. Uh it'll be interesting though, because again, this is usually like a very hard game to play on the road because Illinois is a great Uh, home court advantage but again no fans fans this year so it'll be interesting to see if that affects illinois uh negatively you know etc etc so that game is saturday six o'clock tip which is actually like ideal time um we'll have the recap of that this weekend after the game um we'll also be talking about some nba tomorrow which that'll be thursday uh we'll we'll kind of recap a lot of stuff to unpack a lot of headlines to go over in the first week of the nba we'll have that for you tomorrow Uh, until then we'll see you next time